So let me get this straight. Are you telling me that the NFL could just, <laughs> they could just do that? One more time. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, a bewildered TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And welcome to another edition of the State of the Saints podcast live on YouTube, Facebook, the audio podcast, and also on Twitter. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. It's not going to be a long show, folks, but this needed to be discussed, of course, we're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints uh, failed attempt uh, to try to acquire defensive end Jadavion Clowney. And we're also going to be talking about how the NFL, yet again, has found a way to screw over the New Orleans Saints. But I want to say thank you all for tuning in. Thank you very much for making the State of the Saints podcast a part of your morning, evening, or night. And uh, I want to give a special shout out to everybody in the chat. The chat is all fired up. I see people filing in. And, uh, you know, thank you. all I really do appreciate it. You know what, Who That Nation? You know, every single year, the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> every single year, we as fan, uh, Saints fans. Right. We have to subject ourselves to the NFL causing us some type of hardship. Now, it is to the pleasure of some of the rival teams when we get on social media. And I'm pretty sure if you're a fan of a rival team or a fan that actually was on the winning end of this situation, you'll probably look at Saints fans or even myself as a whiner right they that's what they call us they say we complain we cry we boo-hoo we we talk about things and how the nfl just screws us over but how can you not see this like how how can you not see that the nfl just does not like the saints having any type of advantage or any type of win whatsoever I don't know what it is. I really don't. I do not know what it is about the NFL and why they just picked the Saints to be the team they torture. I, I just I just do not know. I don't know. And for those that may not know what I'm talking about, there have been stories that have come out, according to some major sports media sources, that the New Orleans Saints and general manager Mickey Loomis was trying to get a sign and trade deal going 
to try to bring in Jadavion Clowney. Now, what the Saints were going to do, they were going to make a, a deal with some undisclosed teams. A lot of people are saying it was the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns were going to sign Jadavion Clowney to a one-year $15 million contract, and they were going to pay him the signing bonus, right? They were going to pay him the signing bonus, but they were only going to keep him for less than a couple hours because they were going to immediately trade him to the New Orleans Saints in exchange for a second round pick and a player, probably Sheldon Rankins. Okay, let's just say, let's just call it for what it is. I'm pretty sure it was Sheldon Rankins. So they were going to get rid of Sheldon Rankins and a, and a second round pick, and they were going to bring in Jadavion Clowney at a price that they can afford because the Cleveland Browns would have paid him the signing bonus. So the Saints would have been able to get him and stay under the salary cap. That sounds brilliant, right? We we hear about these type of things all the time in the NBA. We we hear about teams, uh, you know, using other teams, you know, in order to, for them to come in to help them alleviate some of the pressure contractually, right? But when the Saints called the NFL, the NFL told them no. Why you ask? I really don't know. Okay. I spent, I'll say about the 45 minutes to an hour trying to find a rule in place, a rule that could actually state that the Saints couldn't do this. I'm sorry, who that nation, I couldn't find it. I could not find a rule that could tell me that the New Orleans Saints cannot sign and trade. The only logical a logical explanation I have who that nation, the only logical explanation I have is that the NFL didn't want to open up. A, they didn't want to open up a powder keg, in my opinion. They did not want to open the floodgates, so to speak, and allow teams to be able to do this in the future. So what did they do? They cut it off for the Saints. And I guarantee you, folks. I guarantee you who that nation, when they have a owner's meeting, when they have their owner's meeting next year, there is going to be a rule in place to make sure that this cannot happen. We all know that the NFL does not like to give leverage to anybody. Okay. If they feel like anybody could get some type of leverage over them, they are going to cut them off or they're going to try to put a rule in place where it basically handicaps or handcuffs a person from doing so. This was just plain, well, it ain't ethical. Well, we never seen this before. Well, I, I, I really don't know what to do, so you can't do it. This makes absolutely no damn sense at all. Absolutely no sense whatsoever. And let me let me make something perfectly clear. For those that probably never seen the State of the Saints podcast, you're probably scrolling on YouTube. You probably just ran across the show. You probably like the title that I put in. Or maybe you wanted to hear my thoughts or a Saints fan's thoughts about Jadavion Clowney and this whole trade situation. Let me go on record and sing. I didn't even want the guy to come to New Orleans. I'm not mad at all. Okay, Tennessee, congratulations to you. Bravo. Hooray. Hooray. Let's throw a parade for you. I don't care. I didn't really want him in New Orleans anyway. He's not my cup of tea. But the fact that the, the, the NFL just blatantly just said, nah, y'all can't do that. 
for no reason whatsoever, just for the simple fact of, well, in their eyes, it's just not ethical, right? How the hell can the NFL talk to anybody about ethics? Seriously, how can the NFL talk to anybody about ethics? How can the NFL allow a coach and Josh McDaniels to be fired, okay, to be fired as a coach? At the end of the season, week 17, he was fired and allowed the New England Patriots to pick him up as an assistant coach to coach in the playoffs. Where they do that at? How can the NFL talk about ethics after they constantly blackball players, whether those players have history of concussions or rather they want to stand up for social issues, but yet the NFL wants to talk about ethics. The NFL wants to lie, I mean, put the whole liberal media to sleep in order to cover up some of their transgressions. But the NFL wants to talk about ethics. This right here is just another attempt at giving the Saints the middle finger. This had absolutely nothing to do with the NFL. I don't feel like it, it would have affected anything. And the only, the only thing it would have done if to give teams an opportunity when they are cap struck to, to actually get themselves out of a situation and also be able to get better players. I don't see a problem with that. But the NFL did, and the NFL wasn't ready. So here we are again. Disappointed, frustrated with the NFL because the NFL, yet again, had found a new way to screw over the New Orleans Saints. And me, who that nation, I, I am I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. I am sick of watching the NFL be able to create their own rules for other players and other teams that, you know, and, and for small market teams like the Saints, they just try to find ways to try to screw us over countless times. This made absolutely no sense. And once again, I am not a Jadavion Clowney fan, and I think the Saints are going to be good regardless, okay? And honestly, I think Marcus Davenport is going to be better than Jadavion Clowney is going to have uh, better uh, stats than he is, okay? I just feel like Jadavion Clowney is a mercenary, okay? I just feel like he just sells himself to the highest bidder. I feel like he takes plays off. I feel like he he doesn't have that want to, that can, that can and that will, you know? So I'm not even a fan of him. But just the fact that the NFL doing that to the New Orleans Saints yet again just really ticks me off. But thank you all very much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Once again, this is not going to be a long show. I just had to go ahead and put that out there. Uh, feel free, you know, to comment. Uh, I'll read some of your questions and comments for a few minutes. Then we're going to go ahead and get up out of here. But this is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely sick of it. Okay. I'm absolutely sick of watching this happen to the New Orleans Saints for, for no reasons unbeknownst to me. Let's start with Jared Poor right here. Jared Poor says the NFL is always jealous of the Saints. That's why they love screwing us every year. I, I just don't get it. I, I just don't understand why the NFL just constantly constantly does stuff like this to the New Orleans Saints. I, I just don't. This 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 trade, this sign and trade deal was within the rules. Okay, it was within the rules because there was no rule for it because the team never tried to do this. 
And you have to think that Mickey Loomis actually got this idea because of his days as being an advisor uh, in the NBA. So maybe he thought about, well, you know, they got signing trades in the NBA. Maybe I can try it in the NFL. And the NFL just wasn't ready for it. But like I said, they will have a owner's meeting and they will put something in place to make sure that this type of uh, this type of transaction is never tried ever again, which is stupid. TJ, I had 49ers and Titans, Falcon fans called Saints fans, cry, cry baby fans. Man, I can care less about what the Falcons say about me. The Falcons need to focus on winning. The Falcons need to focus on trying to win a Super Bowl and trying to bring their, their city and their team credibility. Because, you know, they can talk about the Saints all they want to, choking in the playoffs, but the key word is playoffs. They haven't been to the playoffs, what, going on about three years now? So the Falcons need to focus on what the hell they need to focus on, not the Saints. But, I mean, I get it. You know, it, it's, it's, the, it's laughing at another team's pain, especially if you don't like that team. But, I mean, for everything that they can laugh at, I mean, the Saints fans got about three or four different things they can laugh at Falcons fans for. You know, we can laugh at the Falcon fans for being so desperate to a point where they have to use an overall record all time to try to solidify themselves as being a better team than the Saints. You know, I mean, I think that's pretty pathetic. That's like to me. OK, that's like my uncles. Right. Let me use my uncle. Shout out to my uncle Jerry. Now, my uncle Jerry was born in. You know, I won't call him out, but he's five years older than I am. OK, he's five years older than me. So when my uncle Jerry was 10, I was five. Let's just say we're playing a game of 21, or if you're in New Orleans, we call it hustle, okay? It's the first person of 21. My uncle, 10 years old, I'm pretty sure is going to beat me nine times out of 10 because he's bigger, stronger, faster than me at the age of 10, okay? But let's just say, for example, my uncle uh, turns 20 and I'm 15. I'm a little bit more athletic. I'm a little bit more faster. I'm a little bit more stronger. Who's to say that I won't beat my uncle? I won't catch up with him. That's what the Atlanta Falcons have done, okay? The Atlanta Falcons, they're looking at what, about 101, uh, you know, 101 opportunities, and they're holding on to a three-game lead over the New Orleans Saints, and they're trying to use that as leverage because that is how pathetic, you know, that's how pathetic they are. But like I said, we laugh at their pain. They laugh at our pain. Whatever, you know, I mean, but if they want to hold on to that, that's fine. It don't have anything to do with that. I'd rather us, you you know, win the division by beating them in front of a nationally televised audience over, oh, we didn't get clowny. I mean, you still have to worry about Davenport. You still got to worry about the Falcon killer Cam Jordan, right? The guy that had four sacks against your quarterback, you know, was living in a backfield and has a record of sacking Matt Ryan more times than any other uh, player has ever sacked in a what uh, a rival uh, team's quarterback. So y'all need to worry about that. I mean, how many guys have you know got at Drew Brees? Sign and trade, baby. Dirk says, "Wow!" Shouts out to Dirk Nowinski. Uh, R.J. Mason says they love to screw us. Yeah, man, it, it seems that way, right? Just Dave McClowney, thank you for the two dollars. Says sucks. I was fitting to go uh, <laughs> on an all-Cajun diet. Well, thank you very much for the $2 today, Aaron, but the NFL had other plans. I'm going to go ahead and scroll down a tad bit because I said quite a bit uh, since I read some of those. So I'm going to start right here. 
Sample Sound says Davenport is going to be a beast this season. Watch. This is going to fire him up. Yeah, I said that on the last uh, episode of the State of the Saints. Like, this is a slap in the face to Marcus Davenport. By him going out here trying to move hell and high water uh, for for Jadavion Clown, it tells, tells me, or if I was Davenport, it would tell me that they don't believe in you. They don't. They, you haven't shown them enough for them to say, okay, you are our guy. We're going to go out here and get this guy. So somebody said, up the Falcons. Dirk says 28-3. Falcons need to worry about blowing the 28-3 lead in the Super Bowl. Chris says we need a new commissioner. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but they love him. You know what I'm saying? They, they love Roger Goodell, so I don't think he's going anywhere. DLP uh 2006 got you. Dalton says 28 to 3. Corey says 28 to 3. Double A says Devin White is about to take over. Devin White, I like him, man. So I ain't got nothing bad to say about him, especially him being a former LSU Tiger. I wish him the best this season. Uh Mike says seems like Tom Benson wasted his money he gave to the Hall of Fame in Canton. Well, look, uh, I don't want to say that because one don't have anything to do with the other. I mean, the Hall of Fame is a place where we acknowledge some of the greatest uh, NFL players that ever played between the lines. You know, I, I don't think there's an issue with that. I mean, these the players aren't the one that are that are holding the Saints, you know, back and and causing the Saints hardship in some situations. But you know, so I don't think that that has anything to do with it. So I mean, by Tom Benson giving the money to the Hall of Fame, he was just trying to solidify. Um, the fact that the, that those players can have somewhere they can call home for a long time and also have a place where fans can actually go to and really enjoy the experience. So I, I, I don't think that has anything to do with it. Ron says, uh, wait, didn't the Browns do this with Brock Osweiler? Uh, I have to check on that. I don't, I don't know if they did that or not. I have to go back there and check on Ryan. Uh, don't, don't quote me on it. They might have, but I'll have to look at the language because right now I'll just be blurting something out that I don't know nothing about. Jerry says the real choke artist is that team, AKA the Falcons. So there, yeah. I mean, they got to get it together. Let clown go. I don't care either way. Yeah. Me neither, man. You know, uh, I, I said it before. I'm not even a fan. This is, this is mostly about, this is mostly about the NFL and the saints. More so than Jadavian Clowney. I mean, it's over with. It's done, right? That relationship is over. You know, like it's time to move on. But it, it's mostly about how they just did this. Like it, it like it, it was almost like this is this is the biggest daddy, mommy, can I go outside? No, you can't. Why I can't go outside? I haven't been outside. I've been good. I cleaned my room up. Nah, you just can't go outside. I don't feel like looking out the window at you. Like, come on, man. Like, this makes absolutely no sense at all. Like, let the kid go outside. Allow the Saints to have their sign and trade. It's just the fact that they weren't ready for it. You know, you don't want to let your kid go outside because you don't want to look at them outside the window. You don't want to have to take the opportunity because you want to focus strictly on the TV you don't want to look out the window and see that your kid is actually in the yard and they're not in danger. Like, give me a damn break. Give me a break. Like, man, that, this made absolutely no sense whatsoever. I just watched the 0-9 win at home against the Patriots. 
Yeah, man, that was a good game right there. Monday night football. Yeah, they, they tore the Patriots up. That was that was a game I think the world realized that the Saints were for real. TJ, I hope we go to the Super Bowl, fam. Yeah, me too. Man, I if the Saints don't go to the Super Bowl, they don't have anybody to blame but themselves. Man, this this is like the NFL just gives the Saints so much ammunition. And I would just hope one year that they'll actually be able to capitalize on it to stand on that stage and, you know, have to have Roger Goodell give them a Lombardi trophy. As much as, you know, we talk about the Patriots, they did it, right? They had the whole deflate gate situation. The NFL suspended Tom Brady for four games. And what did they do? They won the Super Bowl. They forced the NFL world to focus on them, and they focused the guy. They they, they forced the guy that, that suspended their quarterback they forced him to have to give him a trophy and talk about how great they are. That is the biggest middle finger that you can give to any establishment. So as much as we won't sit up here and talk about it, the Saints need to use this as, as inspiration, as motivation, and go out there and win. You know, like I, me personally, I'm kind of tired of, you know, having to sit up here and talk about these type of things and talk about how it's just not fair to the Saints. Well, you know, sometimes, man, if you're in jail, you play, you know, if you're on a on a on a basketball court at the playground and they playing jailhouse rules, man, sometimes, man, you gotta, you know, take your shirt off and be like, okay, let's go. Okay, let's roll these sleeves up. Let's get down on the floor. You won't get down and dirty, you won't get grimy with me. You wanna you wanna uh kick me in the you know what? Okay, I got you. You know what I'm saying? Like this elbow going to your head. Okay, that's how you gotta be sometimes. All right, you can't be sitting up here allowing somebody to bully you around and do absolutely nothing about it. Like, come on, man, step up. Do what you got to do. Force their hand. Because I'm I'm kind of tired of this. I'm kind of tired of sitting up here defending these guys when they're not really doing anything to defend themselves. Okay, they're not doing anything to make themselves stand out. They're not going out here being aggressive. They're not really going out here trying to prove to the NFL world like we're the best. And F y'all, you know what I'm saying? Excuse my French. They're not doing it. We're doing it for them. And that's a problem. And that's what makes us sound like crybabies because, you know, we're, we're that parent right now that, you know what I'm saying, that don't want to allow our kids to grow up and fight their own battles. We're doing it for them. Okay. And that's what we're doing right now. And, and honestly, right now, you know, like it's okay, but eventually it's going to be even more pathetic you know, that we're doing this. So they got to, they got to be able to help us out. Like we, we do it loud and proud. We, we boycotted Super Bowls. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We've, you know what I'm saying? We yell from the rooftops. We put in lawsuits. We did all those type of things to make ourselves look crazy in the eyes of, of the rest of the NFL world, all for the sake of the saints. My question is what the hell are they going to do? What are they going to do to make us look good? What are they going to do to make us be able to be, you know, legitimize what what are they going to do help me help you <laughs> the saints pass rush has been doing good for the last few years without clowning i agree when they're healthy think about the 10 years the saints had since the super bowl run but 10 years later i'm still here thank god yeah man i mean we always gonna be saints fans jerry you know i hope so you know but some people are grandstanders and some people probably not gonna be with us post drew Brees if the saints have to uh, go through some type of rebuilding plan. So, but I'm going to be here. 
Clowney only had three sacks last year. Absolutely. Smoke and mirrors. Uh, Jason says, uh, laugh out loud. Yeah, me too. William says, who that? Nate says, our revenge against the NFL will be uh, the clown commission handing the Lombardi trophy to Drew. Yep. That's the, that's the what they say, the uh, the best uh, revenge is served cold or something like that. You know, so, you know, let them hand you, you know, a, a trophy. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, you know, a cold trophy, you know, like hand it to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how, that's how you get your revenge. Uh, revenge is a dish best served cold, right? That's what it is. It just popped into my head. Kimberly says, uh, man, we beating all eyes this season for real. One thing about us is we may bend, but never break. Hmm. Yeah, but honestly, man, you just get tired of bending over. You know what I'm saying? You just get tired of that, okay? Just get tired of it. Well, they have the rough sheet, so uh, we can't go. I don't care what anybody says. In 2018, they wanted the Rams to go to the Super Bowl. They wanted that. Like, that was a that was a business ploy. That was a business ploy of epic proportions. You're looking at a team that is a team new to a market. They're, they're new to the Los uh, Angeles market, even though they were there in the 80s. And they wanted to appeal to an audience. And what's the better way to appeal to an audience? is winning, right? It, it, it's winning. That, that's what it is. Like So you have all those things you can, can compete with in Los Angeles. I mean, you got Hollywood. Uh, you got the Lakers. You got the Clippers. You got you know, the Kings, if you're, you know what I'm saying, if you're like a hockey fan, you got all these different things going on in Los Angeles. So if a football team comes, like, man, these people are not impressed. You know, they 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 want to be associated with winning. So how do you do that? How do you help your business to be successful? You know what I'm saying? You you do everything that you can. You give out uh free coupons, you know what I'm saying? You give out percentages off. You give out promo codes. That's what you do to try to bring everybody in. What's the best way you can do it in the NFL is to win playoff games, to go to the Super Bowl. I find it very ironic that the St. Louis Rams were terrible. Didn't make the playoffs since, what, 2009 or something like that, 2007, dating back. Then all of a sudden they, they leave St. Louis, go to Los Angeles, and now all of a sudden they're a playoff contender and a Super Bowl contender. Man, knock, knock it off. All of a sudden they starting to get all these different players want to go to Los Angeles. They getting the key to leave. They getting Brandon Cooks. They getting uh Fowler. They getting the Dominican Sue. Like they getting these embarrassment of riches all of a sudden. Like how how they do that? What a salary cap at? What what are they doing? Now all of a sudden like they're established. Now you know they middle of the pack. You don't see none of those guys there anymore. So I'm just wondering, man. Like was that some type of marketing tool at the expense of the Saints? Wouldn't surprise me at all. Nothing surprised me anymore. Like it don't. Saints already have a great pass rusher in Cam Jordan, and you still have a young player, Marcus Davenport, who I think can be a beast. Me too. That 2018 is still hurt. I literally uh, cried after that game. Yeah, me too. You know, well, I won't say I cried, but I did. I did cut all the lights off in the house and and got in the bed. You know, went to sleep. The Rams left too much time on the clock and. I mean, the Saints left too much time on the clock, and the Rams knew that they uh, did, and they had to cheat. Look, I don't, I don't want to say the Rams cheated. The Rams didn't cheat, you know. I mean, look, 
if that was a fair game, we we all should have been talking about how great Greg Zerline is, like how, how hell how great of a, a field goal kicker he is to kick a fifty eight yard field goal uh, to send his team to the to the uh, <laughs> to the Super Bowl. Like that was pretty incredible. I'm sorry, we should be talking about that, but we're not. And and that great field goal is, is negated. You know what I'm saying because of what all that happened in that game. Not just that BS call for. Uh, pass interference that no call for hands to the face on breeze and overtime was ridiculous the fix was in for the rams uh true nfl sucks but titan offered him more money longer contract he had the best season ever uh with mike vrabel uh he seems like a weak-minded player and there's much more pressure to win a super bowl in new orleans i agree you know, I, I do agree. Like some of his tendencies are a tad bit weak-minded, in my in my opinion. And like I said, I don't feel bad about saying that because I was saying this. It, it's not like one of those things. Like, hey, baby, can I get your phone number? No, I got a boyfriend. Well, forget you then. It's not one of them situations, right? You know, so all of a sudden, you know, what I'm saying that girl was the fine was fine and the best thing since sliced toast bread till she told you, you know, that she had a boyfriend and she didn't want to get your phone number. Like that, that's not it with me. Okay, I, I've been saying I, I really just haven't been a fan of this guy because I haven't. Uh, that was facts. What you said about the marketing uh, statement. I mean, anybody that ever runs their own business, you know, the best way uh, to be a successful business is to make your your business more appealing. You know. Uh, who that nation, TJ, you a good host, fam, man, I appreciate that, RJ, man. Uh, y'all, y'all make this show really fun. I, I enjoy doing it. And like I said, this is an impromptu. We're not gonna go long tonight, folks. I mean, I'm your boy kind of burnt out, man. Like real talk. You know, I just wanted to get behind the, the camera and talk to you all about this. And uh, you know, get I know everybody, you know, was upset about it. People, you know, want to discuss these type of things, especially when you know this becomes breaking news, national news. So just want to give you an opportunity to vent and, and, and talk it out. That's what we do here. We don't need a superstar. Uh, make your team a superstar. What players you have on your team that wins the championship? Brian, I agree with you. That's that is a very good point. I, I, I'm never I've never been a fan of building teams through free agency. I've always been a fan of building teams through the draft because I feel like those are the type of teams the, that are going to get you the hardware. Um, because when you're dealing with a salary cap it's hard for you to be bringing in a whole bunch of guys. Okay. But if you go ahead and get young players, which I think when we look back at the new Orleans saints, when we're old and gray and we think about the 2017 draft, we're going to be like, man, the saints and the, the, the saints screwed themselves. Like they had opportunities to have at least two or three super bowls with that, with that draft class that they had, they were able to build on that momentum. We're going to look back and be like, Man, it's sad right here. If the Saints uh, have this type of talent and they have absolutely nothing to show for it, we're going to look back at this and be like, this was one of the biggest screw-ups in NFL history. Casual Deck says, uh, task uh, and listen. Uh, talk and listen. I, I guess that's what you mean. Uh, Jason says, uh, forget you then. Yeah, man. I mean, it's the truth. Like, that. that's what, that's what they were on, you know? Like, that's where a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, look at this. They're probably looking at the state of the Saints for the first time. They think that 
I'm just mad because he didn't come to New Orleans. No, I'm not, you know, but that's just the truth, though. You know, like that's how people do. You know, well, he wasn't that good anyway. You know, she wasn't that fine anyway. You know, like, you know, like that's why, you know what I'm saying? That's why her, her skirt didn't match her shoes, anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not me, though. I, I just, I just never been a fan. Nathan says, best host ever. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Uh, rest up, TJ. Enjoy some time off, bro. Well, I'm not going to take no time off. I'm just going to enjoy the night, man. I mean, it's it's full speed ahead now. I mean, we this week is going to be crazy, folks. You know, we got a lot of uh, guests coming on the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, like I said, on Tuesday, we got John DeShazer. On Wednesday, we got Mike DeTillier and, and Jari Evans. On Thursday, it's the premiere of me and my big brother EJ show after the uh, the Houston Texans-Kansas City Chiefs game. And also, you know, just news and rumors about the New Orleans Saints. So. I mean, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great week leading up to week one. I'll read a few more and then we're gonna get up out of here, folks. Saints versus Chiefs, in my opinion, is gonna be game of the year. It's gonna be a high scoring game, 54 to 51, with the Saints getting the win. I mean, the Saints always have one or two exciting games that stand out in the NFL world every single year. So I would I would have to agree with you on that. They should get uh, Sean Davis and Akeem Butler. Uh, well, I mean, I have to look at that. Like I said, I just don't feel like the Saints have – I don't feel like the Saints uh, really need anything right now. I think that they're just trying to add to already stacked team. What's crazy is Clowney says it wasn't about money. He wanted to play for Vrabel. Dude was complaining all summer he needed more money. Yeah, I mean, but – it's over, it's over with now, DLP. It's over, man. There's nothing we can do about it. I'm, I'm good with what the Saints have. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to talk about New Orleans Saints football. I'm ready for this team to actually take an extra step. And I'm ready for these guys to have a top 10 defense. So he can go there and be with Mike Vrabel. I ain't got nothing against Mike Vrabel. I've always liked Mike Vrabel from everywhere he went, from his time with the New England Patriots, from his time with the Chiefs. I know he was always known as being a guy that can catch the ball on goal line situations where the Chiefs, as well as the New England Patriots, used to line him up at tight end. So I like Mike Vrabel, you know. So if he wants to go there and beat with Mike, more power to him. I'm more focused on the Saints moving forward and actually looking at some of these young players actually taking extra step to be key parts to the success of the defense for the Saints. I mean, good luck to Jadavian Clowney and the Tennessee Titans, but, I mean, we got bigger fish to fry. Just one week away from the Saints uh, taking on the Suckaneers. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait either. It's going to be an exciting game. And then we're going to go ahead and end it with these last two. Joseph says, uh, we don't need Clowney. Davenport can do better than him. I feel like Davenport going to have a better season. That's just my honest opinion. I feel like uh, at, the end of, at the end of the day and when it's all said and done, Davenport is going to be a better player than uh than Clowney is. Clowney is is a nostalgia act in my opinion right now. He hasn't done anything for us to be really giving him this type of attention. This guy shows flashes, okay? I mean, this guy shows you a little something. He, I mean, he's not like he just goes out there and just plays all world every single week. I mean, this guy shows you flashes and people just hanging on to that. And they're hanging on to what he did in college. I mean, to me, he is the most overrated top free agent I've ever seen in my entire life, okay? I mean, at least when even when Albert Haynesworth was on the free agent market, you can go back to the Tennessee Titans, ironically, 
and you can look at how he was dominant on the field. I mean, before he went to Washington and ended up, you know what I'm saying, being lazy, at least you can say, well, you know, he earned his check. I mean, with Jadavion Clowney, I mean, what the hell has he done? Okay, I can understand Albert Hainsworth leaving the Titans and going to the Redskins. I, I get that because Hainsworth was dominant at his position. Okay, it's just when he got – just when he went to the other team, he, he just phoned it in. Clowney just never really just been that guy. Overrated. And Kenny uh, says, I'm with you. I would uh, like to have Clowney, but we still good. Yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for me, man. You know, it, it's pretty much all said and done. It's nothing more we can do, folks. Uh, it's time for us to move on, focus on trying to get an, another Lombardi trophy. It's time for us to try to get through this season, you know, make the playoffs, possibly make the Super Bowl. That's what this is all about to me. But I want to say thank you very much for tuning in to the State of the Saints podcast and encourage you to check out the State of the Saints podcast on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel, youtube.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast, and also uh, subscribe and follow on your favorite streaming app, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Please subscribe to the State of the Saints podcast. We're really trying to push the audio podcast, and I really need your help. And also on social media, State of Saints on Twitter. That's State of Saints on Twitter. Y'all have a good one. Take care. Looking forward to speaking and and reading some of your comments uh, later on in the week. And like always, all I got to say is, who that?